Hello, my gorgeous, thriving souls. Oh, I'm so happy that you're here today. And I want to start by just letting everyone know that this episode is going to be a little bit different just because I am going to relay one of my very personal experiences that I had when I was traveling this summer. And it's taken me a few months to kind of get into completely coming around full circle to what this experience entailed and what really happened and all of the pieces putting in together. I needed it to kind of come around for me more to be able to explain it. So some of the themes around ancestral healing and your own personal power and in your connection with your spirit, this is all part of the story. And the other part of the story that could be a little bit triggering is that it's, I'm going into detail about some of the atrocities that have happened within the native people in Canada. And what that meant right now is part of all of this recovery of, of kind of like bringing up all of the things that need to be brought to light and discussed and given penance for like all of these things. One of them, the largest one really being the existence of residential schools. And I will go into that a little bit more, but what they're finding right now are children's graves and evidence that many children died. And so if that is too sensitive of a topic for you, perhaps this is a moment to just go on to um, the next episode, but this is some of the things that kind of came up for me in this travel. Welcome to the Synergy Thrive Podcast. I'm Kelly Cole, founder of Energy of Thrive Tribe and creator of Synergy Thrive Academy. This is a podcast for ambitious moms who are tired of feeling like a lack of energy and constant stress is preventing them from fulfilling their highest purpose. What if all the pieces you need to make that happen reside within you? Connecting the spirit, your brain, your body, your gut, and your mind creates a balance and synergy to thrive. Here is to thriving women. May we know them, may we be them, may we raise them. This is the Synergy Thrive Podcast. Hey guys. It's me, and I wanted to drop in for you especially, my listeners of the Synergy Thrive podcast, because we are starting something new. And it's so important for me to share this with you because we want you guys to be some of the very first people to experience this. If you're listening to the Synergy Thrive podcast, then you're clearly starting to take those baby steps and starting to think about your own synergy. And if that's true for you, then I have a very special offer. We are starting a monthly membership. It's called the Synergy Collective. So if you're struggling with feeling that disconnection from yourself, you know you're ready to start letting go of stress, letting in joy, having that impact your life and the people around you, and especially our children and those around us, especially these relationships that are so important to us, then this is the place for you. In the Synergy Collective, we are going to have a live monthly meeting. We're going to have breathwork sessions and meditation sessions, and we're going to have at your fingertips information that you can access anytime 
along with our own community. And we really can't wait for everyone to start jumping in and joining us so that we can support you in your own Synergy journey. If you're ready to check this out, you can go to signup.synergythrive.org forward slash members and check out all of the information we have for you there so that you can see what you would like and which choices you think you want to join with. And again, that is signup.synergythrive.org forward slash members. We'll see you there. So I will start at the beginning and just let you know that um, my, my trip that I took was not a spiritual journey trip in my mind. It was simply a family vacation. And the other thing that I'll say is that in all honesty, this has been something that has been coming up for me to schedule and to be a part of since, I don't even know, maybe like 2015, 2016, I've had this idea in my mind that I really wanted to go to some of these places that had beautiful lakes and gorgeous water. And a lot of them, the places that I was finding were actually in Canada. So at that point in time, I kind of said, well, I'm turning 40 this year and let's do something big. We did something big for my husband and wanted to do something big. So we spent about a year planning this trip and our trip was through the Canadian Rocky Mountains. And we stopped at various different bungalows and um, different hotels. And we kind of interweaved what we were doing. And every single day we were outside, we were in the wilderness, we were in the lakes, we were just soaking up and absorbing every single bit of gorgeous scenery and goodness. And everyone was so friendly. Um, I just loved it. So truly, truly one of the best trips I've ever taken. And these, these experiences that I had, because there was more than one, I'm only going to break into one because I don't know that I've completely unpacked the other one in my mind yet. And we're just, we're just going to go with one, um, for today and for the purpose of this episode. So, um, yeah, so let's get started. So essentially right when we landed on the plane, we went straight to our very first night of stay, which is in a hotel that was actually um, a resort and it had a casino and it was just this midway point between the first, between the airport and the first like town that we were staying in. So we um, had, you know, a day of travel and two kids and everybody was like doing great, but we were tired. And the very first thing we did was we checked in and actually, um, we didn't realize it, I think before we got there, but we quickly realized that we were, we were on a native reservation land. And I was like, wow, I guess I just didn't, I didn't know. And, um, I was feeling the pool already. Like you could just feel as I was walking through the lobby, they had so many like amazing artwork and artifacts that you could just look through. And um, I was already just feeling like the buzz, you know what I mean? And kind of getting the sense that like, 
shit was about to happen. And I didn't have a clue like what that meant, but I knew in my heart that I was, I needed to just to like be aware. So the very first thing we like checked in, I'm looking around and then we went to go grab something to eat. And this was really, I think the connection point we were waiting for a while. We were the only non-native people in the restaurant too. So like I was there and, um, I could just hear like the tables all around us and everybody seemed to know each other and besides us. And, um, they were kind of talking to each other like, Oh, the chief said this, and the chief said that. And it was just so interesting to me. I'd never been in anywhere where there was like in the middle of any tribal, you know, community or anything. So it was just, I was fascinated within about 30 minutes. Um, there was a medical emergency that happened and a man fell. He hit his head. My husband and I jumped up and, um, he hit his head because he fell. He started to have a seizure. And while I was like trying to, you know, just help get him in like a safe position, et cetera, um, everyone kind of gathered around. They were doing what they needed to do. They were calling, you know, emergency services and things like that. And then, um, it took a while and he kind of like woke back up and came back around and, um, everyone was so incredibly grateful. We had eventually got food and then everyone like came over to our table and one by one, his wife had even like put him out in the ambulance and then came back in to like, give us a hug and just say like, thank you so much. And it just felt so different than, um, any other time that I'd had to respond. And like, as a person who works in the hospital and I don't know, I guess I'm just not used to that level of gratitude. And, um, I see gratitude of course, but it was different and it was beyond. And I felt this true like connection point. It was very touching in that time. Um, <clears throat> I think my husband PS got a little traumatized and I was just like trying to get my kids, uh, settled because it was, it was, a little traumatic, but literally this was within the first hour and a half of us being in the country. So it was insane. And, um, I really left just feeling that there had been a connection made and that I was so grateful for it. And I think that swimming in my mind is also that I had been recently with one of my spiritual mentors that I work with had been in a blessing space where she was, you know, calling on ancestors to come and bless you and, um, have you kind of be deep in a meditative space where you could view your ancestors and like watch them, you know, what it's kind of like this idea of you walking down a line of people who are there to bless you. And I mean, I feel like I saw a lot of different, you know, types of clothing and things like that, but there were a majority of mine who were native. And I knew that in like my mind, I think I just, it was all just like swimming around and kind of just hitting me. So it was this really big convergence in that kind of mind frame of, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I have been now in a place where I'm connected 
on earth to this other way of like having been in a community and um, almost in a way like paid a debt and or cleared an obstacle or earned a gratitude that like I hadn't had before. And um, that was, it was something to behold for me. So anyway, that was day one. Um, our trip continued. We saw so many awesome lakes and like beautiful rivers and it was so good. Um, one of the places that we ended up is some place that my husband actually just added on at the last minute. He's like, Hey, you want to do a lake cruise? I was like a lake cruise. Yeah, sure. Sign me up. So like we're doing this lake cruise, right? And I am, oh, PS, we almost hit a freaking moose when we were driving. Um, when the speed limit says like, slow down for a moose. And then, you know, you should do that because my husband was like, just like driving and a moose just popped out of nowhere. And, uh, Yep, that was scary. So nothing happened. Everybody behind us got 800 pictures. We didn't. <laughs> Not better at all. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, we're on the way to this lake cruise. And when we get there, um, the, the people who are doing the tour are so good. They have like all the details about the lake. Uh, we went to a lake called Lake Maline in Jasper National Park. And the uh, cruise itself is called Spirit Island Cruise. Of course, I should have included in, but nope, not me. I was like, oh, it's going to be great family lake cruise. Um, so as we are going out on the lake, she kind of went into how much the lake had been revered as a sacred and holy place by the native tribes and specifically the stony nakoda tribe which is the tribe that's in the indigenous to the area and um she had talked about how within the past five years there had been a large area of the plate of the um excuse me of the forest that had burned and a giant forest fire and how that tribe had come and done a blessing like over the lake because they felt like their land needed to be healed. And the part where it seemed completely messed up to me was basically she was saying that the tribe has to ask for permission to come and do these things because it's not their land anymore, technically. And um, kind of talked about that, how now there's like this permission. But like before, I think there wasn't even an ability to ask for permission. So at least that's a little bit better, but not all the way to me. So, um, as she's talking about how sacred this lake is and how like the only people who are really loud on the lake, like there's no common voting area except for the tours that are there. And otherwise you could potentially drop in a kayak and things like that, but they tried their best to not allow motor activity on the lake and things like that. And so, it's gorgeous. I mean, we're the first people out there. There's like no one else on the lake. It's like glass. It's so freaking gorgeous. And the water is like teal blue. I mean, you just, it's the stuff that you're like, is this real? Like, I get it. I don't even know. It's crazy. So as we're coming around the other side, it kind of curves around and there is this 
circular area where the lake is facing this bowl of mountains. And that's where the lake ends on the other side. So it's like this little carved out area where these giant mountains are like looking down on the lake. And then there's this tiny little island in the middle and that is Spirit Island. And so as we're coming up to that area, she says, um, okay, so we're going to go right over here. There's an area for you to walk. There's a little trail. You can go up and back and you can get a really good view of the mountains and you can overlook Spirit Island. And just so you know, you cannot touch Spirit Island. You can't walk on it. Like it's sacred territory. And she goes on to basically say how the Stony tribe comes to Spirit Island to do their healing ceremony. And in that moment, it was like, like some gears were clicking inside me. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Like I am like in the vortex of this energy area right here. And I'm feeling it like I was feeling the pull feeling the pull. And then when I was in that one spot and she's explaining more about the lake and about the sacred healing water and about this area that is this tiny island, which if you're on the island, you're down in this beautiful spot surrounded by water, looking up at these giant, gorgeous mountains and that surround in like a bowl. It looks like they're looking down at you. And I was like, of course, I mean, to me, it was almost as if if you were sitting, <clears throat> excuse me, on that island, if you were sitting on that island, you would be giving thanks and looking up to all of the spiritual gods, goddesses, like all of the potential ascended spiritual beings right there. It was truly magnificent and it felt like this is a place to be, to hold your sacred ground. This is a place to give thanks. This is a place to ask for guidance. Like it felt all of those things. And so as we're walking through, we're like getting all the pictures and, you know, of course the picture could never capture the glory and the gorgeous view and never give true expression to the feeling that you have when you're in a place like that. But um, we're taking all the pictures. And then as we're heading back, we get down um, and the trail kind of comes back down closer to the water. So I decided to just take one second and kind of look down in the water, take some pictures down closer to the water. I put my fingers in the water and I just touched down like the center of my body, um, touched my chakra areas and just set an intention just to be open and have healing and like receive the best and highest ability, you know, the best and highest, like for myself, for my spirit, for like what I'm meant to do and my purpose in this life. And, um, that's what I did. So as we are getting back on the boat, the tour continues. And when the tour continued, the tour guide went into a little more detail about what was happening in Canada in that time. 
And what she said was that they had been discovering mass graves of children. And I can't describe to you the feelings that started to come through the grief and the sorrow and the loss that flowed through me like a river. And I, the more that I heard, essentially it was um, around the entire theme of a reckoning, that it was time for a reckoning and time to have the discussions, time to say that we are sorry, time to bring all of these things to light, which had been covered and hidden. And um, in looking back, I had to, of course, like dig into this so that I understood. But in, I'll tell you what I found, you know, first I'll tell you kind of what the rest of the tour was. But essentially, um, our tour guide was going more into how this was, these were the things that were being found and how um, residential schooling was um, a practice that I know it was not just in Canada, but a practice that was meant to come and bring all the young children of all the native tribes in to be quote, like taught what was quote normal um, for that time. And so what had happened um, was it was written into law, but all that she explained during the tour was that the residential schools had taken the children and that mass graves were being found now at this time. And one of the things that the Nakoda tribe had come to do on Spirit Island was to lay out children's clothing and to offer healing like to the current um, generation and previous generations who had lost all of their children in this process. And so how did they lose them? Well, it clearly like they didn't a lot of them didn't survive, whether it was from disease exposure that they had never had before, whether it was from maltreatment and malnutrition, was it from abuse? Like, I'm sure it's a myriad of all of those things. Um, and all that I can say is as she continued to speak on this and as she continued to just let everyone know how much she truly revered the connection that was being forged right now with the tribes and hoped that it would continue to walk on um, a more sturdy ground and that the relationship would grow and she was going into all of this. And so I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like, good God, they just, you know, they've lost everything. And um, the most insane thing to me is when I was reading back through and understanding that essentially it was written into law somewhere in the 1920s that if you were native and you had a child, that that child would be taken and put into residential school. They would be made to wear, you know, colonial clothing, no traditional native clothing. They would be made to speak English. No, the, the goal was to rob them of, to completely wash away any of their native tongue so that they would come back to their families later if they did and not be able to speak with them, not know their culture, not know their histories. And 
the loss of that, the realization, the understanding of that was heartbreaking. And as I was reading more, the astounding thing to me is that they didn't fight. And I can only imagine the level of fear that must have existed if they did start to fight. Look at what already had already happened. Um, they'd been, you know, now put into these reservation areas. Uh, just so many things had happened that clearly they knew that there it was a lost fight. So as we continued on the way home, she kept talking and I kept crying. And I am saying crying like it was bubbling out of me in a way that was not controllable. Uh, my whole shirt was wet. Like I was the tears just streaming down my face. And I cried for like maybe 25 minutes straight. I mean, it was a long, it was a long boat ride to come back. And this experience, as we were coming to the dock again, what came through at the end of all of that was really a feeling that looking forwards and looking backwards and comparing, like, how did this happen? Will it happen again? Will this be better? Like this question, like rolling around in my mind and the answer that came was also, well, bit really my biggest question was how could this have happened? Like, how could this have been a thing that happened? And, um, in crying and crying and crying through that, which I don't even think was a lot of my own. I think that it was not mine, but it needed to come forward and come out and be expressed. And, um, I think I had opened myself up to that potentially without even fully understanding um, that that is, was part of what I needed to do that day. But what came to me by the end was that the people who are here now and the people who are here for the future are more evolved people than the people that did that from 100 years ago. That the people who will continue our generations forward, who will continue the healing, continue to spread the light, continue to love, continue to choose to go on a better path, that these people are more connected, they are more spiritually endowed, they are meant to be walking on this better path, and that they are also here to bring forth the healing of our ancestors, to cleanse these wounds and to watch them heal. And that was really the full circle understanding of the experience. What closed the gap completely for me was simply going into a deeper meditation and asking, meditating on how I was the vessel, like, how did this happen to me? And how was it that someone that this ancestral 
feelings that the emotions were like coming through me when I was not aware that I was attempting, you know, like I wasn't trying to do an ancestral healing that day. I was trying to like go on a boat cruise. Like I was just so in a place of like unaware of, I knew I was aware, but not aware to that level of like how my actions could be so powerful. I did not have any idea how that could come through. And essentially what I came to um, through meditation and through my study of just trying to understand that experience was in the time that I touched the water and that I touched it to my chakras with the intention of being the best and highest part of myself, of being full of intention, of being full of my spirit that unlocked the door. And my ancestors said, okay, we need this to heal. And here you go. Like it's coming through you. And it really did. And I have so much gratitude for that experience. I feel like it has not only, it was confusing for sure at first. However, I feel like to me, it has left me so much more deeply connected and feeling like that part of me that when I was in the blessing ceremony, like before any of this happened, that part of me was like, oh, well, that's them. And that's, this is me. And it's like, I, I understand that I'm part of them, but it didn't feel like I was indoctrinated or like I had like made my way, um, like a rite of passage, you know, into that community of my ancestors in a deep and knowing kind of sense. However, after this experience and seeing it all the way through like 360 degrees, I, I feel that now. And I feel that healing can come in so many different layers. And I've done things to heal experiences that I've had within this time here now and hurts that I feel here now. I've had experiences which have allowed me to begin to shift and heal through generational ties that I hold that I know of my prior um, family members who have passed away and had continued to allow a place for that I am able to offer healing for them through us living now, if that makes any sense. I think that's a little vague, but uh, without going into the details, I feel like um, it's, it, gets, it gets a little bit like hard to understand unless you're in the middle of doing it. And this piece was like centuries and ancestors that have been holding and crying and weeping for their children and the loss of not just their children, not just those spirits and that love, but their culture and their being and their essence and their connection to the very earth itself, that it was being lost and that it's meant to continue. And that so many of those things are what have disconnected us from so many pieces of ourselves, right? So that is my experience, guys. And 
I guess all that I could say from this point is that we are here to do this work. We are here to be the ones, to be the light, to be the torch holders, to be the uh, tradition holders, and to be the tradition makers. At this point, we're going to freaking break this shit down and like make our new ways. And all of them are meant to be steeped in connection to yourself, connection to others, connection to spirit, God, source, whatever you want to call it, and connection to this earth. And we are here to do that work. And so thank you so much for listening to my experience and listening to this episode. If you have any questions about something that you feel like you've experienced or a story or anything that you just feel like you really want to share, um, you can DM me on Instagram at Synergy Thrive. Um, but yeah, just reach out because we want to hear those stories too. These are powerful. And the more of us that are awakening to this, the more powerful we'll be. I pray that you find something beautiful and something small today, even the tiniest thing. And um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us on the Synergy Thrive Podcast. I hope this episode helped you take one more step towards your synergy and brought you one level higher to fulfilling your highest purpose. Please rate and review this podcast. Each review helps other ambitious moms just like you. Don't forget to take a screenshot of your review and tag me on Instagram at Synergy Thrive. I will see you in the next episode.